Welcome back to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. Taxley offers the first apprenticeship program for careers in tax law and consulting. So for those who thought the CPA was the only way to a prestigious tax career, let Taxley show you the importance of becoming an enrolled agent. Visit Taxley.com to learn more. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former Bearcat basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the Hall of Fame coach, Bob Huggins. And I'm Neil Meyer with the Front Office News. I'm JT Smith, Editor-in-Chief of the Front Office News. All right, fellas, let's let's jump right into it. Uh, the Bearcats bounce back versus NJIT, 86-60. Now, JT, you were spot on with this game in terms of who to watch. Your thoughts on David DeJulius? Man, juice came through for me, man. It was almost like he, he shot me a text and said I was about to ball out or something before the game or something because I was <laughs> yeah. he did he did what I needed him to do man like I, I really needed him to show who he was and bounce back against a team like in you know NJIT I respected him I just expected him to get his flow back being back in fifth third and so that's what we need to see man because juice juice and you know Nolly they both have to be 15 plus guys consistently for the Bearcats to win and it's good to see him you know, get back in a flow, two get good games in a row. Hopefully we can ride that the rest of, you know, the rest of non-conference. The juice was loose. Now. <laughs> For sure. No Bronco. How <laughs> 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 will we come to our uh, players to watch a little bit later? We're going to see if you're on with this one, I too. know, man. I've, I've got some pressure. I've been, doing, I've been kind of hot lately. <laughs> I know. You have. No, you've, you've pretty much nailed it. Now, Neil. Um, the Bearcats out-rebounded NJIT 40-22. to Vic led the way with 10 rebounds. And this was a game, and I think you agree with this, we should out-rebound them. Yeah, most definitely. And it was, it was good to see Vic get back that second double-double of the season. But I think you look down at the stats, they out-rebounded them 40-22. to But overall, I mean, you also got to think that NJIT was without their arguably their best player who was unavailable for the contest with the Bearcats. And it sounds like he was suspended for this game due to a flagrant foul that was addressed the game before. So uh, without their best player, uh, Miles Coleman was averaging 17.9 points a game. I mean, that was a substantial loss for the Highlanders, which really gave the Bearcats the uh, size advantage on the glass. And that's something uh, very high to really take advantage of. And Vic obviously had his night and he dominated the glass. Yeah, and um, Paul McMillan, uh, as we talked about before, the Cincinnati native with uh, NJIT, um, he played. It was good to see that uh, I think there were about, man, gosh, maybe 300 or so people there to, to watch him, friends and family. I know the Woodward head basketball coach, Jarrell Redden, and the entire Woodward basketball team came out to watch him and support him. So that was really, really cool to see. Um, you're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. Now, the Bearcats take on Bryant at Fifth Third Arena today at noon. And we want to remind all Bearcat fans out there to visit Meals Pizzeria at 2634 Short Vine before and after all Bearcat football and basketball games. Get there early because the place is packed on Bearcat game days. Thanks to Kelly and Rich at Meals for the support of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast. Now, let's jump into the Big O segment sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. Now, in this segment, we cover players to watch. And key matchups. Bryant is seven and one coming off a big win, I think two games ago versus Syracuse. This is not going to be a pushover game for the Bearcats. JT, who from the Bearcats 
do we need to watch to play well? Pressure's on right now Pressure's for you. Pressure's on, man. Pressure's on. But I'm going Vic. Big Vic, man. Victor Lockin has Ooh. to. I like that one. Have damn near a double-double. Like, he has to have eight to ten rebounds, and he needs to be in the 14 to 18 points. Because if so, that means they're establishing a post game, and it's going to make it easier for the guards to do what they need to do. Because, yep. um, you know, Brian's a guard-heavy team, and if we can punish him a little bit in the post, and Vic's been pretty consistent, keep building on that, then that's going to allow the Bearcats to get easier shots. And then whenever they go through these droughts, Vic can possibly get them out close to the basket, high percentage shots. So Vic is the key for me on Sunday. Well, today, tonight, to well, this afternoon, actually. <laughs> Think about it. This afternoon. <laughs> Sunday at noon, which I want to yeah. talk about a little bit later, that yeah. game time. I'm, I'm actually very concerned about that, uh, that Sunday at noon. So we'll, we'll jump in that in a little bit. I, I think your Vic um, as a key player to watch is, is pretty spot on. So I'd agree with that. Now, Neil, who do we need to watch from Bryant? Yeah, so Bryant is a very guard-heavy team, as JT mentioned, but there's one uh, one guard that really stood out to me, and that's Earl Timberlake. We've watched Earl the last two seasons at Memphis, and when he got in for the Tigers last season, he was very effective, and he was really able to take advantage of those moments he had. I mean, you look down at the stats this year, now that he transferred out, I mean, he was playing behind some guys at Memphis, whether it was Alex Lomax, Tyler Harris, but you look down this year, he's averaging 15.6 per game points per game, eight rebounds and four assists while shooting 55% from the field. So, I mean, he's not their leading scorer. He's their second leading scorer. But then you look down and you see guys like uh, Charles Pride, who is averaging 16.3 points per game on 44, uh, 44% shooting from the field while shooting 44% from behind the arc. And they also crashed the board. He averages seven boards as well. So they are a guard-heavy team. And those two guys are really two guys that stood out to me the most. So we don't have any um... – foreign players on here with any crazy names for you to say no hey, hey, hey jt i think we just need to like just start going and finding like foreign names to have neil say every sure. podcast. i gotta start <laughs> doing i gotta start doing pre-work on that and just being like <laughs> like even if it's a walk-on or like even if it's assistant coach like see if we can find one on each team and just have them announce it like pronounce it out for everybody yeah, we'll he's next next game. Not next game. I'm doing that. <laughs> Neil's, Neil's too good with that. The Big O segment <laughs> is sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. Now let's talk about for the the Bryant Syracuse game. I believe that was two games ago. Neil, can you break down? And I'm doing air quotes right now. The slap or or the two slaps, right? Yeah. So it was kind of two slaps. It was Judah Mintz and Doug Eater. Uh, so. There was a little loose ball, a little scuffle, and uh, it was between Doug Eater and Judah Mintz. And when Doug Eater got up, he kind of gave Judah Mintz that little look. Like, they kind of got right in each other's faces, and Judah Mintz just gave him a nice little, like, small, small tap across the face. And Doug Eater came back with a, a good old right hand and led to a little bench-clearing accident where both players ended up getting ejected and a little brawl ensued. And, yeah, that's, that's the breakdown. I mean, it was – gone pretty viral on social media and whatnot and it was something that probably could have avoided but it happened and yeah here we are now now jt if you were ranking the better slap 
Would you go with Doug Slap or Will Smith Slap? <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna go Will. I love, I love go. when you go. I love when you go. So that means I'm gonna we're go. going. I'm gonna go time. Will. I'm going Will. I'm gonna go Will just because he walked so far to still slap him. Like you know, like, you never get mad, and then you by the time you get there. You're like, man, I don't even want to do this, right? <laughs> you, ever, you ever did something like, all right, man, it's not worth it. <laughs> we'll walk like yeah. 20 yeah. steps and still slap them. You know what I'm saying? Doug was closer. So I'm going to say Will just because of the, the space he had to still be pissed once he arrived to the to the target. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. going Will. And, and I believe Will Smith right now is a new movie um, out, Emancipation, and he's been doing a lot of pressures and he's been talking about you know what he was dealing with, so I'm anxious to watch some of those and hear what Will has to say about hey. that. But, but Neil, somebody, man. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> now, what type of um, offense and defense do the Bearcat fans be looking for from Bryant? Yeah, so Bryant is another one of those teams that likes to push the pace. They are averaging almost 96 points per game. Obviously, they are very guard heavy. They have, uh, I believe, Ooh. it's five players scoring in double digits roughly uh, on the season. So. You look down, you see guys, uh, Doug Edert's averaging nearly 10 points a game, but uh, Earl Timberlake's 15.6. Uh, Sharif Gross-Bulick is averaging 16.1. Charles Pride, 16.3. And forward Antoine Walker is 13.6. But their defense, off well, offensively, uh, Bryant's going to bring you that guard-heavy team. They're going to look to score, but they can also shoot the ball well from behind the arc. And they know they really like to bring that offense where they like to spread things out, let their guards go to work. But – then you look on the defensive side, I mean, it, the Bearcats, if you're looking at it on paper, the Bearcats should have the height advantage here once again. I mean, Brian's tallest guy is six foot eight, and you look down at ours, we have Vic at seven foot roughly, and then you have Sage Tolentino at seven one, and then you look down, the Bearcats should have the height advantage in this one, but you never know with a guard-heavy team that likes to spread the, uh, spread the rock out and really play behind the arc, so you never know what uh, they would be able to bring offensively, but uh, defensively, the Bearcats are going to have to lock in and uh, really stop the guard play. Can we assume at this point that Sage Tolentino is going to be redshirted? I believe he was on the program cover last game. But can we? is it safe to assume he's going to redshirt JT? I, I, I don't see him getting in any games. Yeah, I, I would assume I it's not been official. I don't think it's anything that Wes has confirmed. But by, by now, if he hasn't played a – uh, a single second you know what I mean you gotta yeah. think he's gonna red shirt and, it, and it's fine I mean I think him getting all the extra work in I mean a lot of great Bearcats have red shirted before so it's not a slap in the face just how college game goes sometimes so um you never know he might be uh I can't think of a big guy lately that's red shirted but did Justin Jackson red shirt a year or no was that something that he's I don't think Justin Jackson did. I don't think he did. I know Sean, obviously, Sean Kilpatrick. Uh, I remember Mick saying that he wished he he redshirted Justin Jackson because then, because he would mm -hmm. got so much better at the end. Yeah. So, yeah. like, maybe it might be one of those things. He might be one of those guys that one year in the system, being able to get his body fill out, seven foot, seven one um with thin guy overall he's already gained a lot of weight just from being here that i mean can't hurt him man yeah him. and you know jt he's, he's got to get healthy um yep. i know he battled some preseason injuries and it's 
probably better for him the red shirt. And you talk about a he's a fantastic kid. Mom and dad are awesome people. For sure. And it's tougher in 2022, moving into 2023, to get kids to buy in a red shirting. Yeah, facts. So it's, it's I mean, I think it's overall gonna help him, man. I think it's gonna help him in his overall success. It's just that people, oh, you got a seven footer on the bench, but it's like, it's, I mean, it happens, man. I mean, it's, it's more uncommon than it used to be. You know what I mean? Like it used to be, like if you got four kids, you might have two of them that have to red shirt, no matter if they're ready or yeah. not. You know what yep. I mean? Yep. Um, it's just how it was, but now it's not the same. But I think it's just overall going to be better for the program. You got a seven footer that's learning the system. It's going to get stronger, going to get healthy, man. Because I mean, he battled an injury his senior year as well. So that's something that I learned, you know, last year. And you know, I was wondering about some certain stuff, and I, you know, learned that you know he was battling injury. You know, so he missed most of the beginning of the season. I want to say of his senior year. Um, so you know. Big guy gaining weight, let him let him heal, man. And next year, hopefully, he comes out and kills it. All right, get provides great minutes. I was a little surprised, or I'm shocked that Josh Reed didn't get in the game. So, were you? Yeah, man. Because the thing is, like I said, they got to let like Skillings and Reed have to get all the minutes they can give them, man. I just truly believe that. So. I hope I hope they're listening to this one because that's the one thing that they have to adjust and get my man Josh Reed. Because every time he gets in a game, he does something that you like. That dude can play like every time. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I think he needs the minutes. So I maybe I'm being a little selfish, but I feel like he has to take somebody's few minutes here and there. I think he needs his ten at least. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm anxious to see because I mean, you talked about Dan Skilling's um, last podcast. Yeah, he had seven rebounds. Because he's it's the, the super athletic, super athletic dude. Like he needs to just, you know how it takes a little bit of time to figure out the college game. And once he does and he understands where you pick his spots and how to get open, because in the open floor on both sides, the dude excels. Once he understands the half court a little bit better and how to pick his spots and knowing how to, you know, use the screen here and there or mm-hmm. isolate, you know, more doing his thing. I mean, he's got limit for that dude. He he has a lot of talent, and they, they yep. got to steal with that young man. So um, everybody says it, like Juice and everybody. Nolly says they, they call him NBA player. They call him NBA player. So Well, there's no question he has NBA athleticism. Exactly. There's no question about that. At all. So he's a guy that's filling out. So it's just like, man, I, that's why I – I feel happy with especially those two guys. Every time I see them, they show me something. Even when they do something bad, I'm still like, I like it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I yeah. like it. So we'll, we'll roll with that, man. We'll roll with that. And I just think their their minutes are important this year. They got to get as many minutes as possible, man. Hey, you, hey, I'm I'm with you. I agree on that. The yeah. Big O segment is sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services for friendly expert tax advice whenever you need it come to Donahue Accounting Services, a leading accountant firm in Cincinnati, Ohio. Our top-notch accountants strive to help you resolve all your financial and tax issues. Call Donahue Accounting Services today for a free consultation at 513-528-3982 or visit online www.donahueaccountingservice.com. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. And now time for our Kenyan segment, sponsored by Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota. And this is where we cover the keys to the game. JT, 
What do the Bearcats need to do to win today? Play, build off of NJIT. Like, you know, build off of that. Make sure Nolly and DVJ do their thing. Um, and just play well. I just think build on it, keep and keep building on their identity because right now they don't really have it. They're trying to figure it out. So this is a game that's not going to be a hard. It's not going to be an easy game like everybody expects. You you, you going to talk about some other stuff in a second, but um, just play well, protect the ball, and take advantage of. They have any mismatches, they have to pick on it and get um, Bryant to play their game. You know, what I mean, they. I think you, Bearcats are good playing fast, so that's plays with the Bearcats, but they. If they are shooting bad, they have to slow it down a little bit and use their size to their advantage. Okay. Uh, Neil, and and like JT just said, this is not going to be an easy game for the Bearcats. Uh, Bryant presents, I think, many challenges. What are you most concerned about for this game? What I'm concerned about the most is Bryant's efficiency to shoot the ball from behind the arc. And if you can't get – a hand in their face, or you give them those open looks, they will knock it down. I mean, behind Doug Eater, uh, then you also look down Earl Timberlake, Sharif Gross-Bullock, and Charles Pride. I mean, this is a new Bryant team from a season ago. We also have to throw in consideration they lost the nation's leading scorer from a season ago and Peter Kiss, who decided to uh, take the next steps of his career and go uh, find a professional career. So, I mean, this team can really shoot the ball from behind the arc, and I mean – Uh, that's going to be a big impact here for the Bearcats. I mean, if you can't stop that and you can't defend from behind the arc, you got to make them play inside out. Uh, You can't let them go just get cooking from behind the arc. You got to make them go inside. You got to make it tough for them. And that's where I think our size and our athleticism could really give Bryant some troubles. And I mean, you look at guys like, obviously with John Newman out due to that knee injury, you look around, you see guys like Daniel Skillings, Landers Nolly, Jeremiah Davenport, you look down, you see that athleticism and that size. That size could be a very big, crucial impact to this game. And I think it comes with them getting stops on on the uh, on the glass early. You got to get the stops on defense and make them really work for uh, their open shots. Hey, you know, that reminds me, I, I forgot to bring this up earlier, but I did talk to Jared Hensley um, after the game versus NJIT, and I spoke to him a little bit about you know, playing with more confidence. This was me, a former player, kind of passing some hand-me-down knowledge to him. And, you know, know, in the game, being a little bit more of an offensive threat, you know, Jared hangs his hat on playing solid defense, um, you know, doing a lot of team stuff. But, you know, I I told him, I said, you've got to play with more confidence, especially on the offensive end, looking at the basket, looking to attack, not that you have to shoot it every time, but being aggressive. And so I ended up texting Jarrett's uh, dad after the game. Shout out James Hensley, a great, great guy. And and JT, I told Jarrett's dad, I said, you gotta, you guys got to come in town because he plays well <laughs> when the parents show up. So the dad and the mom and dad are coming to the Xavier game next Saturday. So look out for a breakout game from Jarrett because mom and dad are coming. Uh, shoot, they coming to the Crosstown? All right, bet, bet. Crosstown shootout, baby. Expecting maybe he's going to get 10 and 5 in, in a couple of blocks with moms and pops in the building. <laughs> yeah. So we'll – X-Factor. We'll, we'll, he's an X-Factor. He might be, he's my X-Factor for that game automatically. The automatic. <laughs> Listen, 
every every crosstown shootout, it's always like an you know a guy you don't expect at all, man. Right? It, it's just crazy how that game works. Yeah. Normally, lately, it's been Xavier having some random person. Oh, you shoot ten percent yeah. from three. Hit five last three, year was uh, the <laughs> last year was the Jack Nunji game where he went thirty-two and fifteen. I yeah, think. Yeah, Jack Nunji looking like an NBA player. Like, no, he's okay. Like, everybody's like Jack Nunji, Jack Nunji. I'm like, what is this? Like, why is he not missing? Like, Washington this game dude had like seven and five. I tell you what, I went to the Xavier IU game at Xavier. I was there mm -hmm. for that. Uh, Jack Nunzi's tough. He's like, mm -hmm. I, I'm concerned about him when we, for the crosstown shooter. And yeah. I, I know we're gonna have a separate podcast yeah, for this, for sure. but man, he he brings that team together. They say Colby Jones is the best player, but I think Jack Nunzi's probably the most important player. Man, he's a big glue guy. But yeah. you're right. Every year a shootout, somebody does something, and you're just like, oh my hey, god, what is this? Like, this is crazy. Now, but Nunji is solid though. But he, but he looked like a freaking top ten pick last year. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. What is this? Like, this is not real. Like, I, 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 I refuse to believe he is this good. But uh, <laughs> you know what? This Bryant game is a very important game because this is the last game before the Crosstown shootout. So. Yeah. Back to your point, JT, this is another way to build on that momentum from NJIT, build up some more momentum against Bryant, and that'll put us in a positive space. You know, you've got a week between the games, so both teams are going to have a week between games so everyone can get healthy, get the right mindset. But here's something that I'm concerned about, fellas. I'm concerned about Sunday. This game versus Bryant is at noon, so that means – these guys have to start their prep. So, you know, whenever you play a college basketball game, you have to have, you know, a certain amount of prep work between shoot around, walk through, meals. Uh, you know, you got to go through the taping of the legs and stretching and all that. Noon games, man, these college kids are up super early. So that concerns me a little bit because the energy level is a little bit lower for noon games from a player standpoint. Now, the Bengals, who are hot right now, have a huge game versus the Chiefs on Sunday at 4.30. So everyone's going to be heading down to Paul Brown – or, I'm sorry, Paycor Stadium. <laughs> I got to make sure I say Paycor Stadium for the uh, Bengals game. So I don't know that we're going to have the crowd we normally would expect. So we might not have the energy from the crowd. So my concern is that the energy is going to have to come from somebody, and it's going to have to come from the players – it might be a case where Wes gets everybody hyped up. You know, he's got a lot of energy. You've been to practices. You've seen how energetic he is. Yeah. But one of these players is going to have to step up from an energy standpoint. For sure. Uh, they're going to have to get – yes, a lot of internal in, in, <laughs> energy is going to be needed for this game, for sure. Because I think the student section will still be solid. Um, it's just I think the, the older fans might – because, I mean, the Chiefs – Bengals is going to be crazy. <laughs> like so, that tailgate is going to be right yeah. next level. No matter how what the weather is on Sunday, but and uh, you know who we should look forward to to be that internal leadership, Jeremiah Davenport. Okay, I like yeah. that. I like that. We've seen the role increase where he's been trying to be that vocal leader on the court. This yeah. is going to be a huge testament for what he is trying to do this season. Mm, I like that. I like that. I, I, I think that's a great one, Neil. 
The Kenyon segment Keys to the Game is sponsored by Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota. Come see fellow Bearcat Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota for all your Toyota needs, cars, trucks, SUVs. Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota is ready to help you get into your new Toyota. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. And now we're going to get into our Twyman segment sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. This is where we cover hot topics. We are not going to discuss the Luke Fickle football program stuff that's going on. We're going to save that for another day. Instead, fellas, you know what I want to cover? I want to give somebody their flowers today. And I don't know if you guys are going to do the same as, as me, but I'm going to give them his flowers. I'd like to talk a little bit about our athletic director, John Cunningham. I want to get your guys' thoughts on how John Cunningham has done thus far as the AD for the Cincinnati Bearcats. So, JT, how do you grade out Cunningham as an AD so far? Uh, are we, we, we putting a legit, like, Let's give him a grade? I'll Let's give, give him, him B+. Plus. A B plus. Why? B plus. He handled. I felt like I, I honestly it depends. He only really had one situation. So actually, I'm gonna give him an A minus. Um, because he's he's newer, right? But he's had the situation with John Brandon. I think he personally handled it very well in the two that like a 2020, 2021 situation. Um, and I like how he handled the West Miller hiring. So I give him a lot for that. And I like what he's doing behind the scenes for getting like the new uh, um, getting the new uh, locker room situated for football, getting the new um, hopefully they're going to be breaking ground on the new um, indoor practice facility and all that stuff. Um, so, you know, navigating the Bearcats to the Big 12 and, uh, you know, now he has to search, but um and then, you know, has some other stuff he's working on as I think people will like once it's finally out for the open. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I think he's navigating very well. Um, he, I will give him an A plus, but I, I just think he hasn't had well, this. He hasn't finished the football situation yet. So once he finishes that and how that goes, I think I could bump it up. But I'll give him an A minus, actually, because um, I just think he's navigated very well. Neil, you're great. Yeah, I'd give John Cunningham an A minus, just like JT said. Obviously, we still have the ongoing football situation, but what he's been able to do, he's been able to come in here. Obviously, he had the situation with Coach Brandon, and then he's been able to turn things around. He made a heck of a hire with Wes Miller. Obviously, we have seen what Wes Miller has been able to do in terms of recruiting and all that aspect, as he's really taken that to getting back on the Bearcat level. But then you look down, you see the $100 million endorsement to the practice facility, that the new indoor practice facility, the $5 million new locker rooms. I mean, overall, look at that. I mean, not many ADs can get that done in the short amount of time that uh, John Cunningham was able to get those things done. And I thought that those were two very efficient needs to get done. And I mean, it's been very impressive to see that uh, really get able to get flowing, get underway. I know they are in talks of getting that new groundbreaking practice facility underway. And I mean, I just overall think everything he has done since taking over as athletic director has been phenomenal. I cannot give him an even bigger round of applause for the job he is doing. Cause I think he is doing a tremendous job. And I'm going to follow up and I'm going to give him just a straight a no, no, a minus. No, a minus. I'm going with a straight a. Hey, 4.0. Were you a straight a student JT? High nah, not in high school. Not in high school. Uh, Neil? I was not in high school either, so. Jeez. 
None of us were an A. So the Twyman segment is sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. So here's why I give John Cunningham an A. Um, I, I think there's been several things that he's done that I think are, are, are high level. Um, I, I think it's fan engagement. I think he's done a great job of engaging with the fan base. I mean, you see him at games. You see him wandering around the uh, football stadium, shaking hands, listening to what fans have to say. I think he's pretty in tune with uh, what the fans' wants and needs are. And, you know, apparel. Um, an apparel deal is uh, coming. And, you know, he's been in the forefront with that. I think he's done his research. He's listened. And um, I know he's working hard for an apparel deal that, you know, works for the university, um, the fan base wants, and, you know, frankly, the the athletes want. Um, the Big 12, obviously, the Big 12 move, uh, NIL, um, being a younger athletic director, um, he understands NIL um, and re really fully embraces it, which we need to moving forward. He really wants to have great NIL. L deals in place for the student athletes. Um, and with all those things, you know, being said, I think uh, that gives him an A, um, his ability to research. I think I talked about this last podcast, but he does his research. He asks questions from people that he thinks are experts in certain fields, not worried about taking credit for things, you know, just making the right decision. And, uh, and I'm going to say all that to say this, whoever the next football coach is at the university of Cincinnati, I really trust that John Cunningham is going to hire the right person um, because I think he does his research. I thought he was meticulous with the hiring process of Wes Miller. He was close to the vest. I thought he did a nice job and he made the right hire for the basketball program. And I believe he'll do the same for the football program. So we all have given him an A, A minus, A minus and an A. I'm going to let him know that I gave him an A on the podcast and you two gave him an A minus. So just so you guys know that, I'm going to let him know. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So, that's cool by me. We'll uh, see. We'll see. That's... The, the Twyman segment is sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. 93 Ways to Mentor is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that specializes in empowering youth in the greater Cincinnati area through mentoring, therapy, education, and financial support. To support, visit the website 93waystomentor.com or contact Derek Adams at 513-310-1715. Fellows, this includes another great podcast. And uh, thanks to all our sponsors, Taxley, Donahue Accounting Services, Great Hood and the Beachmont Toyota, and 93 Ways to Mentor. And as always, you shout out to Mio's Pizzeria at 2634 Short Vine. And make sure you check them out before Bearcat football and basketball games. Now, the Bryant game's at noon, so it's a little early to get to Mio. So go to Mio's after the game, get you a pizza. Remember, I like the one with the sesame seed and – uh, let's see, green peppers, onion, little chicken, get you a beer, get you covered. It, and, and give Kelly and Rich, uh, the owners, a shout-out at Mio's. Uh, once again, the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast is presented by Taxley. Taxley offers the first apprenticeship program for careers in tax law and consulting. So for those who thought the CPA was the only way to a prestigious tax law career, let Taxley show you the importance of becoming an enrolled agent. Visit Taxley.com to learn more. Now, fellas, we have to make a decision. The next podcast is the Crosstown Shootout Preview. So we need to talk and figure out who we're going to have on. Because, we, we, I mean, we can't just do this ourselves, right? We got to bring in some 
experts and some different people and sure we, we got to figure out how we're going to we're going to skin this cat well can i even say that skin this cat that sounds bad yeah. um so we yeah we got to figure out how we're going to do this podcast so let's talk offline and then you know we'll tweet out some stuff and let bearcat fans know and by the way um you know i've had a lot of people reach out they're loving the podcast so i appreciate you guys jt and neil for all your hard work and prep and, and get ready for this podcast bearcat fans are eating it up Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it for sure. Nah, we definitely appreciate it. We appreciate everyone checking us out and uh, hope you guys continue to rock out with us and listen to what we're uh, building here. And thanks for listening to another episode of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxi. Go Bearcats.